So hello, welcome or welcome back to the Jamie Kelting Show and happy Monday to everyone. I would now like to take this time to acknowledge and say a happy International Women's Day. It would be wrong of me if I didn't acknowledge and respected this powerful and special day. There are so many really incredibly powerful and trailblazing women who are breaking barriers, changing the course of history, and also being remarkable role models to so many children that are young or old, including myself. And so I'd like to thank every woman out there for their continuously hardworking efforts and for also continuously being a great example of a hero to all of us at this time. In light of International Women's Day today, I am very proud to welcome a very special, esteemed guest on the show. She's been one of my heroes and people that I've continuously looked up to, and also the woman that really ignited the passion for music and changed my whole life forever. Please welcome John English Junior Middle School music teacher and my hero, Miss McLeggan. Miss McLeggan, good afternoon. Welcome to the show. How have you and your family been? Oh, we've been doing fine. Thank you for having me. Um, it's good to be here, and thank you for the kind words, Jigme. I really appreciate it. Um, no worries, no worries. Uh, it's it's great to have you after you know a while. Um, and people who are not familiar with uh, Miss McLeggan, Miss McLeggan was uh, my music teacher uh, back when I was in middle school. Um, she was the first person that took a look at me and said I had potential in music. And little did I know that that was going to be something that I would pursue down the road here and now. Here I am doing music as something as my main passion, even though I'm doing radio in college, but uh, still Excellent. something I love to do. Um, that's, so, I think that's what I'm here yeah. for, to try and inspire uh, young people to find their passion, find their gift. I'm glad I was able to help you find yours, Jigme. Absolutely, and, and, and I thank you for that because, you know, I, a little, little kid, you know, you never know what you're doing and, you know, you're, you're kind of, I, and like it, it's it's more so anonymous to what uh, music is because when you're young you don't know anything really it's more like you're trying to find yourself still um, mm. but I think a lot of people still struggle with that um, of just trying to find their identity still and yes. like I, I'm still finding mine right I'm still struggling with that but I felt like it, it's okay to not know who you are because really you got to embrace the process and, and and try to focus on that more than trying to force yourself to find yourself right Oh, okay. I hear you. Excellent. Well said. Yeah, it does take time. It definitely takes time for you to find out what you're excited about. And it's good to experience so many different things. That's why at school, you're offered so many different courses. And then you find what's your fit, what works best for you. Absolutely. You know, so I'm happy that you're still exploring and finding things that you enjoy, which is important in life. Yeah. And and so with that being said, in light and in, in honor of International Women's Day today, um, I felt this is an important question to ask you because I felt this is really relevant to what it is today. Um, so I'm gonna ask you it now, what does it mean to you to be a woman in today's world or society and what powerful, which powerful female have you continuously looked up to these days? Powerful female, what does it mean to be a woman? First thing, um, it's exciting being a woman. It's exciting being a woman in this day and age because there's so many opportunities that are available to me now that weren't available say 30 years ago or to my mother or to my grandmother um, women have just as much opportunities um, as men do so mm -hmm. it's powerful being a woman i am a teacher full-time i'm a mother of young children full-time i'm a wife um, i'm a musician i do so many different things so it's being a woman is, is a powerful thing 
you know, I think I could do a lot of things that men can't do, but anyhow, um, I still look up to my mother. I, she's someone, she's 75 years old and I still talk to her every single day, uh, sometimes twice a day. And I look up to her because she, um, she's breaking ground. She has a seniors club at my church and she started it and it has over 60 members. And even right now, uh, they get on Zoom every Tuesday and she has invitations. Uh, she invites people from all over. She's also um, able to get grants from the government so that all her seniors are able to get tablets. Um, so I do look up to my mother. She's my number one role model. She's been my entire life and um, she worked hard. She was a full-time nurse working 12 hour shifts, raising young children. So she's somebody that I, she has big shoes to fill and I look up to her a lot. Um, absolutely. And I think like it, it's so important that, um, you know, we see people like Kamala Harris, for example, right? The first woman and the first woman of color to now take the reins of, you know, the public office in, in South America, you know, in, in the United States of America for specifics. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I try to think about like how many young boys and girls is she going to inspire now with that story of hers and like thinking about like me as an example right as, as a young boy trying to you know find what I want to get inspired by and you know and then you look at people like her and you're like wow how many generations is that going to touch and now you get to tell your grandchildren that you know I lived at these days where you see you know a woman as vice president um, right. for higher office that you never expected before, right? And I think that's that's the example that International Women's Day sets today, right? Yes. To really recognize that and acknowledge that the importance of, you know, dreams are dreams are a, a little bit, you know, crazy at, at first, but when you work hard for it, it's it's like anything is possible. And I think you can relate to that because as a music teacher, it's like you're trying to teach the kids how to, you know, find their their balance of uh, what is too much and what is too little and then trying to find that fine line of the balance right so like mm -hmm. how can you connect to that because I think everyone can really relate to that in this world and this is this society um there's so many points that you touched on especially with Kamala Harris and as a teacher and as of recently my my I want to say almost a motto for me mm. is time is time is going to pass like in five years five years will pass so there, if you want to do something, do it. Because whether you do it or whether you don't do it, the time will still pass. So if you want to achieve or say you want to study something or people say to me all the time, oh, I wish I could play an instrument. Go and learn. Yeah. Go and take piano lessons. It's available. Oh, I wish I could speak French. Go and study because the time will pass whether you do it or not. So what are you going to do? So Kamala Harris, she wanted, you know, she's a senator, a lawyer, the type she wanted to be that. And so she became it. And it's so wonderful because uh, many years ago, there weren't people who looked like me per se in these positions of power. So now the young girls have role models who perhaps represent them better uh, than in my day. But like I said, time is going to pass whether you do it or not. So if you have a goal, work on it because you know you don't want to live to be regretting all these decisions and these goals that you didn't achieve so the time is going to pass so what are you going to do to make it count whether mm -hmm. it's in music or whether it's you doing your podcast doing your radio your you know i don't want you to say jig me in 15 years oh, i wish i if only i if you can believe you can achieve it go for it the time 
will pass. Five years is going to be five years from now. And I hope that you have no regrets and you use all these role models and you go for it. You know, it's exciting. It's an exciting time we're living in. Absolutely. And I think when you, you referenced to that point of, you know, trying to make the days count and uh, there was a quote by the great Muhammad Ali and he said, I think it was, don't count the days, make the days count. And, uh, right. <laughs> and, and, that, and that's something that I kind of strive towards is that, you know, you're trying to find that fine, the, the, the fine balance between um, what are you happy about and what are you feeling unhappy about at the same time. And I think there's there's a there, there there's a difference between um, you know pulling yourself down because of some other people's success, and that's what I'm dealing with right now. You know, I'm I'm looking at all these people like Olivia Rodrigo, for example, the the hottest song in the world, "Driver's License," and I'm like, at 18 years of age, and I'm a 19 year old without even a hit song like that, and I'm like, I'm feeling jealous of that success, but I'm like. Is it normal to feel it that way? Because I feel that like, you know, you sometimes get tend to buy into those things and you try to inherit that energy and it comes into you, but it's not a good one to have, but is it normal to feel it, right? And I think a lot of people don't like to open up about that. And it's like, I'm admitting it because I feel that if I bottle it up, then it's not good because then you're carrying that for the rest of your life, right? And then the, the talk about regret. Um, you know, not wanting to feel it, but then you already inherited it. So what's the point of now, like saying that you don't want it, right? So my biggest thing is things happen in your own time and in their own time, right? So what's my best is not necessarily your best. So I say to my students all the time, you know, I tried so hard, but I'm not as good as that's their best is different than yours. Everybody has a different gift, a different, uh, yeah, a different gift, so a different time. So this person might be at 18, be a superstar, but it might take you till 22. That's your own time. Mm -hmm. And so when it happens, it's going to happen for you in your own time. Your best and my best are two completely different things. And we have to have that spirit. So I can't be jealous of that person over there because they're a faster runner. They're the, that's their best. I got to live my own life and do my own things. And so what works for that 18 year old singer works and what works for you at 21 is going to work for you. And you can't live your life thinking about others. You'll get ulcers because they're not thinking about you. <laughs> so you got to do what works best in your own time. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, I, I really, I really do, um, think about that uh, point that you made about just like trying to find, um, you know, the right type of attitude to carry on with you. Because I think there's a lot of self doubt. I think a lot of people do that. Um, you know, there, there, there's pityness, I think, also along with that, to feel like you want to be someone else, but you can't put on this mask that someone else is putting on you, right? You can't, you can't buy into what other people want you to be you have to try and find the original you. Right. And, and and I think like, that's why I watch a lot of shows like American Idol, right? And I look at all these stories and I'm like, wow, these people are so gifted. I'm like, why why aren't they including, you know, other people who are so lower than all these other, other developed people already? Um, you know, like all these shows are particularly so unique, but it's like, wow, these opportunities that these kids are getting, these young people, you know, to really pursue their music full time. And like as yourself, as a music teacher, right? You try to inspire their kids 
to try to dream big and to do things like that in the future, right? But then there's also the time where it's, they will feel like it's too much for them because they have self-doubt, but there's also insecurities, mm-hmm. right? And I think like, what is the importance and what is the definition of insecurity? Because I think I battle with that too. So like, I think a lot of people would say that, oh, only women can feel insecure about what they are and who they are, right? And it's like, well, men do that too. But sometimes men feel afraid to do it because they're like, it's not normal, right? Uh, and I think and I think that what is the importance and what is the definition of insecurities? That's what I'm trying to find out, right? Um, I don't know. Is it perhaps uh, insecurity to me means you're just not confident. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you're not comfortable in your own skin, but you're not confident in your own abilities. And I find it does uh, affect you by, it does affect us when we look at others, where we're looking around, looking around at other people and um, trying to compare ourselves to them. Oh man, she's really pretty. She's really slim. Uh, she's really talented. She can real, you know, and we have to realize that we are all created individually and uniquely, and we all have our own gifts. And these insecurities, they come to us from time to time, but we have to know how to handle them and to push them aside and to believe in our own abilities. Mm-hmm. So we can't focus on others. It will take up all of our time. Yeah. It will, you must looking at how others live. That's why there's so many um, social sites that I don't bother go on. I cannot spend my life looking at other people's lives. I refuse to do that. So you will not find me watching YouTube hours upon hours of other people posting and posting and posting because I have to be in my own presence. Mm. I have to live my life and I have to become comfortable and confident in what I can do and work towards what I'm struggling with. And that's it. And know that I'm just going to take it one day at a time and live the life that I was put on earth to live and find that place that I need to be at. But you can't get it by looking at others around you. As a teacher, maybe she might get teacher of the year, maybe I might not, but maybe there's two or three people that I've touched and that's good enough. That's what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So these insecurities, it could come from so many different jobs. Grown men have it maybe, you know, maybe they don't make as much money as they want to or their car is not as flashy, but that's not what it's about at the end of the day, it's not. So you just have to be comfortable in your own space and what you have. And if you find that there's space or there's a place that you can improve upon it, you have to do it. You have no choice, but to work on it, Mm -hmm. you know, to feel better about yourself. Absolutely. And I think that you, you really like hit it on the head there because like you, you look at all these great people. um, But also it's also great to have those people in your life because it's like, sometimes you'll, you'll find you know, writer's block sometimes when you're writing songs. For example, I'm writing a song right now trying to like think about what is the right thing to say in a song based off of perception of of oneself feeling the self-doubt. Um, because I think that, you know, I'm writing things about vulnerability and, and insecurities and people who tell you that, you know, it's great when you take the great climb up to success, but do they really tell you when you fall flat and how that feels down there. Because I don't know if there's a song out there that talks about falling flat. There's always things about when you rise up higher, but then what happens when you climb down and where, where are the insecurities when you hit that low, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so feeling the inspirations from innovators, right? The innovators of music. 
the pioneers of music. You, know, you, you look at a lot of the great people. And so I, I feel so in-depth to really discuss a lot of that with a lot of people these days. You might have to turn to gospel music because in a lot of gospel music, it talks about being in the valley, the valley experiences. It talks about, I was broke, I was this, I was down and you lifted me up. Cause I'm a religious person. So when I listen to gospel, it encourages me, takes me at another level and lets me know I am not alone and I am not the first person to go through this. So there are some songs that do talk about that low experience and it gives you it gives you the encouragement to go up higher, all right? But there are some songs that do talk about it. Mm -hmm. And, and, and there, there, was, there was this one song that I really felt captivated by, and um, I fell in love with this guy. He's, he's such a great artist, and the way he could write songs is so, like, it, it's a master of a, of a songwriter. Um, and it's called, uh, his name is Vince Gill. And he writes songs that are so personal, but they're so true with the most simplest words that he uses to describe the song and his, and his life. And so he wrote a song called The Price of Regret. And I'm like, wow, it's such a great song. But right, the simplest of words can make the biggest difference of like, you, you're trying not to write too much because less is more in, in, in a song because you're trying to tell the story. So what are you trying to get to? You got to make that as a shorter meaning. And so I want to tell you a few of the lines that he, he wrote and, and just amazing. He's like, Every, everyone knows the price of regret, things in life we never forget, haunted by what we've done wrong, yearning for the pain to be gone. Some hide in a bottle and some die in vain. Some wave a Bible and some just go insane. Lay down your judgment or lay down your shame. We're all God's children. We all breathe the same. You're black and white. You're blinded by sight. Close your eyes and tell me the color of my skin. If we let today with just pass away without kindness and forgiveness, there is no light. And I'm like, wow, just the, like the power of, you know, those really, really relaxing, but also really powerful songs that songwriters write these days. Mm -hmm. um, just the power of music. Uh, you know, I think yourself being, I, again, a music teacher and trying to uh, empower your students to, to tell their own stories instead of trying to, you know, feel influenced by other people to tell their side of the story. Right. Uh, there, there's a difference between what is your story? What is your life? Instead of saying, this is, this is who I am. This is what I do. And this is what my goal is. Um, right. And, and trying, and trying to break that all down and saying like, that's not who I want to be. I'm mm -hmm. trying to make a clean slate, but I don't know where to go. Right. And, and I think that just stories of songwriters are so powerful these days and i think you're talking about how gospel music right gospel music is just this one thing that is so strictly unique on its own because but it's also really angelic it's really angelic but then there's a story under underlining everything yes uh, and people don't understand that right i think i listen to a lot of like I, I'll, I'll say this i'm not christian but I listen to a lot of like people who talk about God and talk about like, you know, different things in life that maybe pop songwriters or R&B songwriters don't usually discuss in their songs. And I feel empowered by like trying to find influence by other artists and other genres instead right. of staying mainstream all the time because people buy into that mainstream too much. And I think they feel captivated by that, which is understandable for some people, but I think a lot of people will try to get a different taste of everything. Um, 
And so with yeah, that being said, it's important to delve into different genres mm -hmm. and to take uh, what you need from them, you know? So I try and listen to as much as I can and listen to music that's going to inspire me. Mm -hmm. I mean, we only have a short time on earth. You need to be inspired and listen to something that will uplift you. Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. And, and, and we talk about, you know, um, John Denver, just an absolute uh, legendary songwriter and, and, and we'll get in, and we'll get into the story of um, my performance and, and how that came about. But first off, um, could you just briefly tell the viewers about just your, your life story and, and how you became a music teacher? Because I, I find that really interesting. Um, because did I tell you my life story? I'm not sure if you did. I don't know. I became, I decided I was going to be a music teacher when I was about 11 or 12 years old. Um, I always loved music and I played the piano. And when I was in middle school, um, my middle school band teacher started having me playing various instruments. And it took from there high school, I started playing many instruments involved in orchestras and jazz bands and choirs. And uh, so I decided pretty young that I was going to be a music teacher and I loved working with children. So that's how I got inspired to do it. From yeah, a young age. I, I mean, ev everyone has a different way of and, and a different path to what they want to be. And I think that's what's unique about, um, you know, this this world in general where everything is a fusion of everything, I would say. Um, it's it's you're trying. It, it's a collective thing to really examine the power of um, how dreams really do uh, come true. And I think that if you really um, invest yourself into feeling like you want to commit yourself to doing these types of things. Um, and that's the drive, right? I'm talking about the drive of trying to find that uh, defined balance to, of, of the success and the failure between, um, and, and also the consequences, right? The consequences of what you want to do, because sometimes you can do the most easiest things in life, but they come with the most greatest of risks. Um, okay. and, and I think that like, a lot of these things can be a lot more crazy. You know, I think a lot of people can tell me I want to do radio, for example, which, which I'm doing now, but also you have to really be careful on what you're trying to say, because a lot of the things can be driven out of context. And, and that's the world that we live in today where everything can be blown out of proportion very easily. Sorry, I hear you, sorry, that was just the bell. <laughs> I'm still at school. Sorry, so, uh, so I, I was saying that how media and, and everything right now is a little bit about context and how you come about telling the story of what you're trying to say. Um, you know, radio people write a lot of scripts that, that, that they have to tell on the air. But again, it's about how, how do you deliver it, right? Um, and, and you got to make the listener feel captivated to when you're telling that story because there's a lot of things that people will go because of mainstream because they're, they're doing what other people usually do on the air and not doing something that's unique uh, to them. Because I feel that's more like investful than what mainstream does. I think a lot of things are just blown out of proportion. So how do you look at, um, you know, finding the fine balance between what's too much and what's too little? Because I think there's a fine line between what's like really, really, um, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like, um, doing too much or saying too much on a certain subject because I feel there's a lot of things that go wrong in this world but we tend to really look at it sideways when it really isn't that way 
Um, I think you have to be open-minded and I think you also have to know what you believe and what you stand for and what you think is right or wrong, but being open-minded, listening to other people's point of views and, uh, understanding them, but also being grounded and standing firm in what you believe, um, that's important. So as you're listening to the news or as you're listening to things that are taking place, uh, day by day, you have to come from a point of where you understand fully your belief before you listen to anything else so that you're not easily swayed. You have to be, you know, you have to stand on a firm ground so that you're not easily shifted to the left or to the right. Mm-hmm. And that's in my belief. And, and, and I think that I, I, I will, will tend to relate to that because, you know, as, as a radio student doing things like this, you know, trying to um, deliver the proper, um, aspect of what is going on in the world right now. I mean, COVID obviously is the big talk of it all. Uh, of course it is. I mean, you, you're going to have to give updates on, on everything and what's going on and how are we going to respond to this and stuff like that. But I think a lot of it is kind of too much on every day. Um, um, so so again, um, yeah, th- that's that's what I find really interesting about uh, this um this world, but um, now getting uh, quickly back to um, my performance and how that came to be, uh, mm-hmm. can you just describe and tell the viewers and listeners how that really that opportunity came to be, and and just a little bit about um, that that performance and just really how it flourished, I would say. Okay, so I don't know. Were you in grade seven or grade eight? I'm not sure. Either grade was- seven or grade eight. I had. Um, all the students choose uh, a song. I, we could have even we could have been doing genres of music. Sometimes I do genres where they could be doing like rock or folk or pop or country or hip hop, whatever. So the students would choose a song and then they'd have time to practice it. And then they'd have the opportunity to perform that song uh, for their peers. And um, when you, Jigme, performed your song, it was amazing. And I, I saw that you felt the song, which is important. Mm-hmm. Some, sometimes people just sing it and nothing happens. But when you, the singer or the performer, feels it, then the audience is moved and the audience feels it as well. So that's when I first saw that spark in you um, to say that you really have a lot of talent and a desire and your passion. And it was evident in the performance at such a young age. And you sang John, John Denver Country Roads and uh, you closed your eyes and you sang uh, for us. And it's a performance that I, I treasure for years to come. I would definitely treasure that. And, and so with that, with, with that being said, I think like, it's so important. Um, you know, I, I never thought, I never thought in my life that, uh, that would be the performance that landed me this whole passion for music in the first place. And I think, um, you know, if it wasn't for you, I think it, this, this whole thing would be a total joke. I think for me, it, it would, it would be, probably throw it in the trash can because I was like, it, it's not going to like, I was like, it's never possible. Uh, but um, I'm, I'm thankful that uh, you gave that opportunity and you saw a spark in me. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And, and so uh, I, I know that you have to, you have to go and you have to run. Uh, but again, I, I, I would like to thank you for taking the time out to do this with me. Um, and also a, um, a happy international women's day. Um, thank you for uh, paving the way for so many uh, young boys and girls to 
be who they want to be. And I think, you know, even myself, I think you took one look at me. I said this in the beginning, but you took one look at me and you said, I have potential. And uh, that's the first time I knew I had something special. But uh, thank you for paving the way and, and thank you for being an inspiration to me. Uh, I want to thank you so much, Jigme, for remembering me and for uh, having me on your show today. I really appreciate it. And I hope that I will inspire others to keep going and to find their true passion. All right. Thank you so much, Ms. McLeggan. Take care. Okay. Be well. Thank you. All the best. Goodbye. Well, there you go. That was John English Junior Middle School music teacher, Ms. McLeggan. Ms. McLeggan, thank you so much for taking the time out to join me on the show. I had a blast talking with you. Um, but again, thank you everyone who tuned in and, and enjoyed, and I hope you really enjoyed this interview. Uh, and if you did, uh, please check out all my social medias on my show, which will be linked in the description below. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, please give it a like if you enjoyed it. If you really enjoyed it, please feel free to subscribe. And also if you like, feel free to turn on your post notifications so you don't miss any new content that I post. Thanks so much, everyone, again, for listening. And I'll see you next time right here on the Jigme Kelting Show. Have a great rest of your week, everybody. Take care.